we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our emergency freedom alerts for May 2nd, 2022. Next report is Nigeria blocks 73 million smartphones because they do not have a digital ID. Okay, and again, this is how they will leverage and use smartphones. If they get enough people in the system, then it's very easy to strong arm millions of people into playing by their satanic rules, which is kind of what I was just warning about in the, in the last part. Hello, you're listening to Hugo Talks. Now, this story, well, it's a few days old, but I haven't seen many other people talking about it. And once again, it's another example of how the smartphone is being used to push through these agendas. Here we see Nigeria blocks 73 million mobile phones in security clampdown, it says. It says outgoing calls barred on mobile SIMs not linked to NIN database, which is a digital ID database. One third of all mobile users blocked for failing to comply. Nigerians raise concerns over privacy, data security and access. It says here Nigeria has been rolling out 11-digit electronic national identity cards for almost a decade with, which record an individual's personal and biometric data including fingerprints and photographs. So there you go, biometric data, fingerprints and photos. So basically more than a third, a third of 198 million people in Nigeria have been blocked from making outgoing calls because they're not registered in a national digital identity database yeah so it's all about once again herding people into the id database the digital prison the social credit score the 24 7 tracking monitoring etc etc blackmailing coercing those who are very understandingly distrusting of their government trying to get them to give away their details get them signed up to the digital ID network. Now this is going to be the tactic they're going to use elsewhere, I believe, and it will probably also include the internet as well. And Nigeria's excuse for this is because of a recent attack somewhere, I believe. So they're using that as an excuse to say this is for the public safety. Now I don't know what this recent event was, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if you were to look into it, that it's a good chance it appears a bit dodgy. Looking into it, it maybe it was set up in order to give them the excuse to use this to blackmail the public. Mm -hmm. Now, an interesting point here is that Nigeria have very little in regards to landlines. It turns out that back, starting in the year 2000, the government of Nigeria would cut people's landline for no reason. We're really slow at repairing landlines. The cost of repairs were astronomical. The bills for landlines were supposedly constantly incorrect and over the years dealing with them was apparently a real pain. Uh, mobile phones then of course around that time appeared in Nigeria and took off and the landlines collapsed which basically means everyone has a mobile phone and relies on them solely for communication. There's very little landlines in Nigeria. Now the UK for example the government has stated they are going to make landlines obsolete over the next few years so by 2025 they're planning on there being no landlines in the UK by 2025 everything will be digital so now you know why because if they had landlines in Nigeria they wouldn't be able 
to blackmail them with cutting them off and herding them into these digital prisons through the smartphone. Here's a clip. Many subscribers in Nigeria say they are disappointed with the government's directive to disconnect unregistered phone lines. The measure became effective on the 4th of April and 72 million people have already been barred from making phone calls in Africa's most populous country. Okay, so that it goes on a little bit longer there, but um, I think that was the most pertinent parts. Again, kind of relating to this, Italy announces rollout of dystopian social credit system to conserve resources, supposedly. First of its kind in the EU, compliant citizens will be rewarded for good behavior. And this is where the mass smartphone use transitions into, just like it is in China. Social credit scores are already used in various places around the world, but nowhere more than communist China. The Dystopian Measurement Act uh, acts in a similar fashion to a traditional credit score. However, as the name indicates, one's score has little to do with their financial prospects or their ability to pay off a debt on time. Social scores are all about your level of compliance to the dictatorial regime and acceptance of the approved uh, narrative by Satan, essentially. For example, if social credit scores were in full effect in the United States and you were to donate money to a company like National Rifle Association or buy stocks in oil, pretty much anything deemed far right or environmentally damage, damaging by the establishment, your score would then take a hit. Too many hits and you guessed it, there goes your purchasing power and ability. With the dystopian coercion tool being used in an authoritarian dic dictatorship like China, where there's no such thing as individual rights or free speech, it could be easily assumed that this system would not be compatible with the United States or even the West more broadly, but sadly that's not the case. Governments across the Western world are exploring using this tool, especially in the wake of the COVID-19 scandemic, which provided proof that the government can obtain almost limitless power in a crisis and set the stage for the next phase of the World Economic Forum Project 2030, where the plan is is that, quote, you will own nothing and be happy. And that's all about getting us all on UBI, universal basic income. You have to take all the shots they tell you to take, and you have to give up all your property, but you will be taken care of by the government with your universal base, basic income. Um, and that's what you know, like I said, we exposed those plans uh, regarding Canada. I don't know, it's probably a year and a half ago. <clears throat> As of right now, there's no official government-sponsored social credit system in the West, but that will change in the coming months thanks to Italy, which announced the rollout of its new rewards-based program that aims to modify people's climate change behavior by assigning a score based on their compliance, a first-of-its-kind program in the EU. The program will kick off its pilot uh, starting in the fall of 2022 in the large metropolitan metropolitan city of Bologna, which is basically how you spell baloney. Uh, citizens who comply with radical climate change by displaying good behavior, such as correctly recycling or using public transportation, will be rewarded with cryptocurrency. Oh, good, the cashless thing we have to have to actually get us finally to the mark of the beast that will eventually be implemented under any Christ and false prophet. Yeah, you got to have a digital currency. You cannot have a cashless or a coin-based currency and have the mark of the beast. It's got to be digital. So they'll reward you with cryptocurrency and discounts to local retailers. According to the local newspaper, Bologna Today. I'm sorry, Bologna. 
you know, that's actually where bologna was invented, is in bologna, Italy. And a little known fact there. A little, I mean, you can kind of put the two together, but, you know, it's a little, little trivia for you there. Just kidding. Teasing. Little humor. Anyway, enrollees will be given a smart citizen wallet. Oh, good. Where their rewards can be assessed. The higher one score correlating with good behavioral changes will allow them access to more benefits. And, and again, you know, resist, resist, resist. That's all I can say. Uh, at first, enrollment in the social credit score will be optional. However, there are justified concerns that the program will become mandatory in the future, not unlike the dystopian vaccine passport that has become a staple of everyday life. Um, and then, next report. Demonic creature-like thing exit exits job victim covid job victim uh 32 year old bioweapon job victim coughs up this horrible thing so i'm gonna go ahead and play this okay so again we're just gleaning here Stu peter's show um jane Ru dr jane ruby uh but i do believe that you know again there's a lot of legitimate stuff they do report on but i i wanted to issue those warnings last week it's not so much what they're reporting on it's who they're yoked up with it's where is this all going to end up if you become an avid follower of theirs? And that's my concern. And that's why I have to warn my listeners, if I'm playing somebody, um, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm giving some kind of blanket stamp of approval and, you know, I'm, everything I they do, I agree with. I, I don't. Um, but I think that this is um, some breaking news here that's worthy of... Uh, us talking about we've been digging in because that's what i do digging into a story coming out of utah where an anonymous nurse reported long white calcified strings that were pulled out of the lungs of a 32 year old bioweapon victim huh dr jane ruby posted graphic images on her telegram channel i shared them allegedly taken by nursing staff at this unknown utah hospital and we've been looking into this, trying to get more details to that end, Dr. Jane. Now, this thing that this person coughed up is, is, as far as these white strings, it's the same thing the embalmers are pulling out. Sometimes these three-foot clots that, you know, the embalmers are only pulling out of the jab victims. We've reported on that several times. Um, typically pulling out gigantic, white, fibrous-looking, uh, they're very tough. I mean, they're, they're, they're hard to even break clots that can run the entire length of the leg well you'd expect to see them all over the body and uh, this particular victim was coughing them up this now thanks a lot for being here so first catch everyone up to speed who may have missed the saturday premium broadcast at stewpeters.com yeah sue the the reason this is a story uh is because i was approached uh, on my publicly on my telegram channel by someone uh, who called herself Tracy, posted this really grotesque picture of a uh, 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 white fibrous whatever clot that had Ugh. been supposedly partially extruded and coughed up by a jabbed 32-year-old. They're showing, it's like a nurse has put it on the back of one of the, some, I don't know, some box or something. Ugh, it's really gross. Demonic and, creature is what it looks like. Yes. And she was making a plea publicly on my on my channel to everybody else to say, how do I get this to Dr. Jane? She then found a way through the direct messaging 
to send me the same picture and say, I said, I thought you should see this. So I started to engage with her. And of course, I, I started the vetting process. You know, where, where is this? What city? Uh, what was the patient's symptoms like? Was there more than shortness of breath? Did they turn blue? All these other things. And she was getting information from me, came back a couple times, verified the jab status, uh, verified that it was partially coughed up. It was in the ICU that the patient subsequently was put on a ventilator, could not speak now anymore. And then, Stu, in a stunning reversal, she wrote to me a second DM and told me to pull it down. And here's the reason why that is so stunning. She said it was because the other nurse who had taken the picture and given it to her, they're both ICU nurses, uh, asked her to pull it down, said, I didn't give you permission to publicize it. I'm three years away from my retirement, <laughs> and I don't want to lose what I have to gain, you know, my retirement. The yeah. other, Both of them have stayed, obviously, for the paychecks, but this is a yeah. new one, Stu. I'm too close the to my retirement. love of money is the root of all evil. Retirement. I cannot tell you. I cannot tell you how cowardly that is. Terrible. I cannot tell you. I, I just, I am so pissed off to hear you say that do you know what a concerted effort this is just worldwide regarding the i mean we already we already know so many horrific things but if if people actually came out in the know in mass there'd be no way you could hold back the tidal wave but people are you know so concerned about whatever jobs maybe being ridiculed what I, I walked away from that a long time ago about worrying about that type of of garbage being conforming into society and in in being politically correct and not being ostracized and you know I, I don't know i mean it's, it's disgusting there are millions potentially billions of lives at stake here it's no news to you yeah this person is concerned about 33 pieces of silver is that right <laughs> yeah and let me let me make it even more real for everybody moderna just came out with their you know top line data for six month olds to four year olds right with a third of their dose and of course there are quote no safety issues and it was as uh safe and effective as it is for the 16 year olds and i th the way they match that is such garbage garbage science this has got to stop they're about to hit six month old babies Stu. nurses that yep. stayed you made that yep. a thing and you classify these people as the ones who are staying quiet, they're not saying anything, they're just going through the daily routine, they're participating mm -hmm. intentionally and knowingly in the murder of patients with poisonous and toxic renal failure causing remdesivir, uh, envenomating people in these facilities, knowing that they're going to die, participating in the separation of these patients, these victims from their families, and then secluding them where they cannot talk, uh, giving them sedation drugs and jamming this thing down their throat, this life-saving measure. Uh, oftentimes, people who walk themselves into the hospital under their own horsepower just maybe experiencing a headache or some other symptoms or maybe no symptoms at all, but they got some stupid 97% positive, false positive from one of these failed recalled fake PCR tests, and then they end up dead. They end up taking these people's lives away, and then they continue to do it over and over and over again, and the blood is on the hands of the nurses that stayed. That was the whole premise of your hashtag, nurses that stayed. And this coward, this killer in Utah, is willing to just allow this to happen. Now, what about the EUA that's gonna allow kids, little tiny kids, to be injected with this poisonous, venomous, serum 
that has led to three times the amount of deaths in just a 12-month or 11-month period as every other previous FDA-approved vaccine that has ever been rolled out combined in right. the history of tracking. Yes. And she's going to allow for this to just be swept under the rug because she's concerned about her retirement. Yeah, and if uh, I, I'm the Dr. Jane Ruby show, immediately following, yeah, immediately following your show, I'm going to show show all of the documentation from her, where she actually colludes with this other, agrees with her, and says it's not my place to take away her retirement. Uh, it's just really despicable, Stu. And people need to understand they're going to line up six month old babies, one, two, three year olds for this. They can't wait to get it in into them. And this is important because I'm going to tell you right now. This is happening, Stu, this clot thing out of the lungs, out of organs, out of blood vessels in the living and the dead is happening hundreds and hundreds and probably thousands of times a day across U.S. hospitals right now. Yes. So you nurses out there that stayed like these two, you know this is happening. Somebody's got to come forward and band together and show the world what these shots are doing. Now, put this thing up on the screen. This is graphic, but put this thing up on the screen. Look at this thing. Now look at your kids, look at your kids, look at a picture of your kids if they're at school or if they're at sporting events, whatever they are doing this evening. Look at your child and look at this demonic creature thing that some 32 year old, uh, as far as we know, previously healthy individual other than receiving this bioweapon jab, this is what exited the body of an otherwise healthy person. 32 year old I man, cannot tell right. you how disgusted and how grotesque this is. And let me just say, if anybody had any doubts as to the legitimacy or authenticity of this, I guess it's just been validated because now the other nurse and the other nurse are both talking together and saying, no, I didn't want that to come out. So it's not just one person just randomly making this up and sending you something to try to discredit this platform with some fake BS. This is real because there are two nurses that are actually now talking about this as they are concerned about their anonymity and about their stupid retirement. When there yep. are millions of kids that are going to have this thing, whatever this is, inside of the body. Yep. 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 Absolutely, Stu. And listen, if you are a nurse in this hospital, they wouldn't even tell me the city as we got to the end of our communications. If you are a nurse in this hospital or you are a nurse or other kind of health care provider in these hospitals and you're seeing this, you've got to come forward. You've got to come forward before thousands of babies start coughing this up and they're, they're not going to survive it. More on the Dr. Jane Ruby Show immediately following this program every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can find that on Rumble at the Stu Peters Network or just go to StuPeters.com. That's the easiest. We're supported by you guys, and we appreciate that. Dr. Jane, for all of your hard work, thank you so much. And we know that you were trying to vet this, so we really appreciate it. Thanks a lot for being here. Uh, you know, here on the Stu Peters Show, we're going to continue to dig in. We're going to try to find out exactly where this came from. And if you are a nurse, as Dr. Jane just said, if you are a nurse in Utah and you're at this facility, there's no doubt that the rumblings and grumblings and rumors have been circulating through the hallways. You brought this thing to Dr. Jane knowing exactly who she was, okay, knowing probably from this platform exactly who Dr. Jane was, knowing that she has fearlessly stuck her neck out and put herself at the tip of the spear, taking all kinds of attacks from this mockingbird, fake, complicit killer media, being called all kinds of names, trying to discredit her, and she has bravely put herself aside, selflessly coming forward uh, throughout the entire course of this bio-warfare attack on us, on Americans, on global citizens, on our children around the world, and so has this platform. How dare you hide like a coward?
it pisses me off. More of the Stu Peter show continues. Okay, uh, so we have that. Uh, just keeps getting gooder and gooder. Sorry. Uh, there's another report here where you can uh, get a lot more details on this uh, fully vaccinated patient coughed up fibrous clots. There's another report there. Uh, then we have this after getting the COVID shot. 769 athletes have collapsed this year during competitions. And this is just what we know of. I mean, it's probably, who knows, exponentially higher. Here's a guy. Um, looks like he's probably having a heart attack on the field. You know, guy's probably in his early 20s. Just one of the many soccer players that this has happened to. More than This is by Dr. Joseph Mercola. More than 769 athletes have collapsed on the field during a game during a game from March 21st to March, March, I'm sorry, March 2021 to March 2022. The shocking statistics were revealed by One America News Network, or OAN, which also found the average age of the athletes who suffered cardiac arrest is 23, which is normal. I mean, I know when I was 23, I was having heart attacks all the time, throwing blood clots all the time, you know, and giving off bluetooth signals and all that was just normal for 20 me at 23 you know like like all of us i mean i'm sure we can all relate to that the unprecedented surge in cardiac arrest and other heart heart issues among elite athletes coincides with the rollout of the covid kill shots the miami open made headlines in early april after 15 players all of whom had repeatedly received the covid 19 injections dropped out I believe it's tennis. Among them were favorites Paula Badosa and Janik Sinner. Badosa left the court in tears after becoming unwell. As Pearson Sharp of OAN explained, quote, these are just two more examples of the 769 athletes who have collapsed during a game on the field just in the last year alone. He continued, how many 23-year-old athletes were collapsing and suffering heart attacks before this year? Do you know of any 23-year-old who had heart attacks before now and these are just the ones we know about how many have gone unreported nearly 800 athletes young and fit people in the prime of their life falling down on the field in fact 500 percent more soccer players in the eu are dropping dead from heart attacks than just one year ago coincidence and that's probably very underblown um when Pfizer vaccine is known to cause heart inflammation, it's not a coincidence. In fact, many many doctors treating these players list their injuries and deaths as being directly caused by the vaccine. This is not a coincidence. With cases like these becoming impossible to ignore, even a mainstream media sports channel in Australia speculated that the health issues could be linked to the COVID-19 shots. And one of the hosts acknowledged that multiple players have suffered from heart issues and Bell's palsy following the COVID-19 booster shots. An updated report by Good Sciencing, a team of investigators, news editors, journalists, and truth seekers has detailed, now this is an, another team, they have detailed 890 cardiac deaths and serious issues among athletes, including 579 deaths, um, evidently directly following the COVID-19 shots. So there's other people that are out there that are getting very similar data, other organizations, um, I, I just saw this the other day and I kind of put it in here. It's also going to be in my next newsletter I put out. And it's famous soccer player, Matt Letizia, 
on record regarding the COVID kill shot and the scamdemic. And it's a whole interview of this guy that's come out, a former famous soccer player, where he, you know, lays it all out on the way he sees it. And I, I couldn't agree with what more what he said. Um, so let's go further. Next report, uh, nothing to see here, I, I entitled it. Just 43,898 dead and almost 4.2 million injured following the COVID kill shots in the European database of adverse reactions. Now, this is from their data. This is just from the European area, European countries. You know, what's the big deal? I mean, 40, almost 44,000 dead, 4.2 million in injuries. Nothing really to see here. I mean, it's, it's no big deal. Just keep moving. And this is only a small fraction of the real death and injury numbers. It's probably about 1% or 2 as we've told you why that's the case before. They're going to they're gonna underblow the numbers as much as they're going to cook the books as much as they can do it. The European um, database of suspected, of suspected drug reaction reports is Eudra Vigilance. Verified by the European Medicines Agency, or EMA, and they're now reporting almost, again, 44,000 fatalities and 4.2 million injuries following the injections of the five experimental COVID shots. The ones they have access to over there are the Moderna, the Pfizer, the AstraZeneca, the Janssen, and the Novavax. Those are the ones. And again, you could probably add maybe one or two zeros after all these numbers, and it would be a little more accurate. And from the total injuries of the 4.2 million, almost half of them, or 1.9 over 1.9 million, are serious injuries. Now, serious injuries, um, it can be classified as serious if it corresponds to a medical occurrence that results in death. That's pretty serious. Is life-threatening, requires inpatient hospitalization, results in another medically important condition, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Yeah, I'll give you all the, this is straight from their database, no conspiracy theories, straight from the horse's mouth. Um, then I just listed some of the current COVID scamdemic kill shot headlines. Um, I'll just read them off to you. Moderna is coming for your babies. Big Pharma seeks FDA approval for kids from six months old to four years. Now that was what I believe Dr. Jane was talking about. So they want to get them in six-month-olds. Really what they're, they're, I would imagine their ultimate goal would be to inject the babies while in the womb. You know, while in, you know, once they're past three months, we give them a good good shot of it. So they'll really come out, a Nephilim baby, um, you know, type of thing. Then new study confirming COVID vaccine causes uh, severe autoimmune uh, problems. Hepatitis is published days after the who issued hepatitis is published hmm. days after the who issued a global alert about new severe hepatitis among children so i guess it's causing hepatitis among children the covid kill shot and severe autoimmune problems then famous oh we were, gave you the famous soccer player one kavanaugh and barrett reject the appeal of an airman and they're on the supreme court reject the appeal of a airman who refused the COVID kill shot. Trump appointees again side with the court's left flank, meaning the left leaning in vaccine mandated cases. These are all just devils that Trump appointed. They're all just Satanists. 
Then Killing the Young, millennials, millennials, Gen X, and Gen Z experience a record 84% excess mortality in the fall of 2021 after the vaccine mandates were rolled out. Then in Rhode Island, they're proposing a mandatory vax, uh, COVID vax, or pay double your income tax. How you like that? How you like them apples? So you don't want to get the kill shot? Well, you pay double to the IRS. One of the most satanic organizations on the planet. Not one dime of what you pay them goes into running this country. And that was determined by the Grace Commission that Ronald Reagan commissioned back in the 80s. They determined that all the way back then. So yeah, now I, I don't think it's passed, but yeah, they're, that's what they're proposing. Mandatory vax are paid double your income tax and other dystopian global news of the week. Then... China is kidnapping toddlers and beating pets to death over their lockdowns. Uh, Shanghai's mass quarantine concentration camps have no showers and the lights stay on 24 hours a day. It's just basically torture. Uh, police in Shanghai are destroying the grown vegetables of local residents because they can't have any kind of alternate food source other than the GMO soylent green that the government's going to provide them. Uh, lockdown, shortages of food. Yeah, this makes total sense, you know. But again, this is what they would bring here or any other place. China being ground zero for wickedness and evil when it comes to the ultimate. I mean, they're already under the social credit score system. They're all already all locked into the, the smartphones and narking on each other and ratting out their neighbors and, and, you know, being good little compliant Nazi brown shirts. That's just the norm there now. But that's what they want to import here. And this is why I'm saying, you know, <laughs> resistance is, you know resistance to tyrants is obedience to god that's that expression type of garbage that, that we're dealing with here so then fda executive on camera reveals the future covid policy that biden wants to inoculate as many people as possible see they're not this isn't going away they're they're taking a little respite here but satan never gets enough and this is what they would like to do i'm going to spare you this whole clip i'm going to play this from the beginning and you'll hear some of the more pertinent Soundbites. This is Christopher Cole, FDA Executive Officer of Countermeasures Initiative, and saying Biden wants to inoculate as many people as possible. They, they're getting him off camera. This is Project Veritas. They, you can see him talking. He doesn't know he's being recorded, but um, it's right out of a straight from the horse's mouth. Biden wants to inoculate as many people as possible. So you have to get an annual shot. I mean, it hasn't been formally announced yet. So he's saying you're going to have to get an, an annual COVID kill shot, and but it hasn't been formally announced. They don't want to rile everyone up. I want to like uh, rile everyone up. The drug companies, the food companies, the vaccine companies. So they pay us hundreds of millions of dollars a year. So they so they're being bribed. The FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, which should be looking out for the American consumer. He's saying the drug companies, the food companies, the vaccine companies, they pay us hundreds of millions of dollars a year. So we will do their satanic bidding. They're, we're being bribed. We're bought off and paid for. And evidently, this is all kosher and legal and satanically wonderful. To hire and keep the reviewers to approve their products. If they can get... So that's how they get these all these things through. They're, they're totally about the, the politicians are bought and paid for. The FDA is bought and paid for. And that's how they grease the skids for everything and they get all their products approved and, and then try to get them mandated. 
Um, then he says if they, Big Pharma, can get every person required to get an annual vaccine. Person required an annual vaccine. That is a recurring return of uh, money going into their, their company. Which is what, that's a recurring return of money going into the Big Pharma company. Which is what I've said over and over in the last, I don't know, 16 years. That, um, oh, I'm sorry, four, 14, I guess. No, it's about 16, because it's 2022. I lose track of time. Uh, that with Big Pharma, it's all about reoccurring revenue. And annual shots, they're accomplishing so many things. Depopulation, putting out all kind of pain and misery. They're implanting their, their um, all the nanotech in the people, their operating systems, the graphene oxide. They're debilitating them. They're rewriting their DNA. They're doing all of the, the this Marburg payload now. They're inserting the AIDS virus into them. They're getting rich. They're serving Satan. They're doing so many things that that makes all the devils and demons so happy and uh, enriched. I mean, just from everything I've heard, they're not going to not approve this. Meet Christopher. So he says Cole. they're not. They're not going to not approve the toddler vaccine. Um, they're going to improve it, and that's what we just talked about: the toddler vaccine. Executive officer at the FDA with over 20 years experience who claims to be directly involved in the approval process of the various COVID vaccines. What you're about to witness raises some alarming concerns from the government's desire to mandate an annual vaccine for everyone, including young children, to the billions of dollars that exchange hands between our government and Big Pharma to railroad the approval process. I'm a manager for the uh, Food and Drug Administration. My uh, my agency oversees vaccines, oh. vaccine approvals, and and uh, devices for vaccines. And my office clears all the uh, emergency approvals. Yeah. Since COVID's under since the EUA, it's, uh, since COVID's under an EUA emergency order, which means they have no, the vaccine companies have no liability, and they can put out a product that's going to kill you, but they don't care because it's EUA. That's what this slime bag is evidently in charge of at least in part i mean talk about burning in hell white hot and loving every second of it this guy richly deserves it because can you imagine the misery and evil and wickedness that somebody in his position is actually causing to you know i i i'm, I'm not perfect but man i wouldn't want to be in this guy's shoes emergency uh order we expedite the approval of any emergency i've been there for like 22 years biden wants to inoculate as many people as possible yeah you know you can watch the rest of it but um it's unbelievable now i'm gonna go ahead and try to get through this on the I'm probably gonna cover this one time and not cover it again the covid snake venom subject discussed proverbs 25 2 it is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. I didn't jump on this right away. I really wanted to kind of let things play out, and I wanted to kind of do research and not have a knee-jerk reaction. Now, it's a matter of fact that, yeah, there are, I mean, these are just different reports I put to start out with. FDA approved six prescription drugs that involve snake venom. Um, another one, pharma. Pharma snakes, 13 irrefutable facts about snake venom, big pharma, and biological weapons. Then big pharma snake venom development drugs and vaccines, and then FDA approved numerous drugs derived from venom. I'm not, I'm not arguing with any of that, okay? But the whole premise of 
the snake venom thing carried to the degree to which Dr. Artis has carried it. It was a little much. It, was, it, it seemed like a little much. When we already knew the vaccines were wicked and evil and the mechanisms whereby which they kill people. But now everything's snake venom. And it's... I was extremely skeptical regarding the extent to which the snake venom was i wasn't denying it wasn't part of the process but you know according to artists it's like the main 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 thing it's the main component in these things and that was what i had really the problem with so i'm going to play a clip here okay so this is i believe jeff rents now i'm not saying i agree with everything jeff rents puts out okay i'm not interviewing another lady i have played her before um, and they're talking about this particular subject. Just some things to think about from like a logical standpoint. So I'm going to go ahead and play this. Eh, it's a little over 10 minutes here. Okay. Uh, back to the, uh, the great toilet caper. Oh, excuse me. The great, the great, the great municipal water caper, which uh, comes right into your house. And the idea that... Uh, if you look real carefully, and if it looks yellowish to you, it's probably king cobra venom. <laughs> At least that was one of the proofs offered. Wasn't it a proof yeah. offered? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he said the powderized form of, I think, remdesivir looks exactly like um, king cobra venom. That was one of the things. He, he said some really off-the-wall stuff, guys. I'm sorry. And I am going to call him out on it. That's not the only off-the-wall thing he said. And it's like, well, yeah, but you know what? Um, if you look at it like maybe cocaine looks a lot like sugar looks a lot like white looks a lot like white flour looks a lot like whatever you know chalk I mean we, we can't and then when he said the thing about that the fortune cookie was proof to him that God was directing him and then the episode of um the one episode he talked i mean it was just wow really really this is how god is communicating with you through fortune cookies and we're going to look at that we're going to look at the actual we're going to actually do a little time little thing on fortune cookies because you know i'm sorry but this is he's brought it up over and over i've, I've heard multiple different interviews and it's like hmm okay well let's look at it a little bit closer then uh, conjecture. All right. Um, I put up five stories for you, for those of you who are real, honest truth seekers and want to do a little bit of real simple research. They're in headlines and they're in the archive for the spike over on the right. You know where they are. Uh, the first one is Dr. Pierre Corey. Uh, his, he spent two hours dissecting the conversation that was held between Dr. Brian Artis and and uh, Stu Peters. Dr. Corey's remarks are up there, his analysis, they're very telling. And then I've uh, rerun our program of last Friday. Uh, I think that's a very good uh, summation. You can listen to that again if you haven't. Pass it around. Then there are several other items. Let me go real quick to Dr. Corey and I'm going to read just a little bit of his his uh, his piece on this. Tell us who Dr. Corey is, real quickly, would you? Uh, 
Dr. Corey is is most well known for his uh, uh, advocacy of of using early treatment uh, for cases of COVID, not having somebody come to the hospital and tell them to go home until they can't breathe, you know, get them on early treatment right away. And that early treatment might consist of ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine or some combination thereof. Um, And he founded the Frontline Critical Care Alliance, which is, uh, you know, a similar organization to America's Frontline Doctors. Um, But he's been very outspoken on behalf of of the patient population um, being treated for COVID. So if anyone's prepared to speak on this, um, he would be one one person for sure. Yeah. All right. He he did take a real good look at Watch the Water and uh, wrote up a paper entitled Snake Venom and COVID-19. Which, again, was one of the main cue phrases that has been used extensively in the last, what, four-some years? Watch the water. Watch the water. And always, it kind of was the whole Trump cue thing, and, and nothing's ever come of any of it. But why did he choose to use that? Knowing what that is so associated with, anybody that's done any kind of, you know, been around Q, I've seen that phrase over and over and over. And it's always associated with lies every time I've seen it. Here is my take, he writes. I'm just going to touch on the beginning and the end. I want to start off by stating my embarrassment that I have devoted a couple of hours of my life assessing the snake venom hypothesis. Similar to many of my colleagues here, here, and here, who I suspect spent less time than I did, which is why I'm embarrassed, but I might as well share the fruits, question mark, fruits, of my time spent assessing the Watch the Water documentary, lest it go to waste. First off, I have never met Dr. Brian Artis and know little of his previous and, from what I have heard, credible work in calling attention to one of the most fraudulent and corrupt sagas in U.S. public health history that that of our agencies ensuring that the completely ineffective, somewhat toxic, and outrageously profitable remdesivir, outrageously profitable, underlined, remdesivir, be infused into almost every arm of every hospitalized American patient with COVID for almost two years now. Okay? So that's how he starts out. And I'm going to jump to the end and let you read it, because it's it's very well done. And raise- I, I reposted some of this in the, I won't recover what he just said again, but I reposted some of what, with links to this Dr. Pierre Corey guy in the next story in the PDF. So an awful lot of questions. He writes at the end, uh, which one shall I read here? Uh, to be fair as possible, I can identify with making incorrect theories and arguments in medicine from my experiences with complex cases of life-threatening illness where I was the doctor in charge and did not know what was wrong with my deteriorating patient. Critical care medicine can be wickedly stressful at times. I would think and think, considering diagnosis after diagnosis, assessing whether the constellation of symptoms and findings I was witnessing could match what I knew of the multiple diagnoses I was considering and at times I would Google Scholar the constellation 
of symptoms or the most impactful one, and then I would try to fit the diagnosis to my patient, and in some instances I would venture too far down a specific diagnostic pathway by ignoring data or evidence which didn't fit, only to find that I was completely wrong with my diagnosis. I get it. It So what he's basically saying is that once you get locked in to a certain theory and you are totally bought into it in this case it was the snake venom is what's in everything with dr artis you have you heard the expression if, if all you have is a hammer everything looks like a nail well that's the exact same analogy here his hammer was snake venom and so everything started to, to i mean fortune cookies and in in the show the that one show the list or whatever i don't know the blacklist which we'll talk about later in um you know the covid the remdesivir powder looks just like king cobra snake venom and all this other when we already know that these things are totally straight from the pit of hell and that yeah there is most likely some components of snake venom involved in the production of these kill shots but it is a component it is not i believe to the extent to which dr artis is saying it's the extent of we already knew how wicked these shots were we already knew the tech to me this just muddies the water and i really believe this would be used as something to try to discredit the whole uh truth movement regarding these covid kill shots you know can you imagine the the reports on mainstream oh now they're saying that the the covid kill shots are made out of snake venom and this and that and and we don't need that but we've already got enough to know how wicked and evil they are and i have documented that over and over in the last 2.5 years essentially we're getting near 2.5 years on this happens and is what happened here in my opinion albeit way further down an erroneous diagnostic pathway than i have ever heard or seen broadcast for that matter in summary unfortunately or fortunately this is all the time i can devote to the above ranting of a truth partial truths and irrelevancies littered with blatant blatant untruths inaccuracies and ignorances i wish i could get these two hours of my life back p.s although not my favorite post i got some really good ones coming up so i just want to say how much i appreciate all the subscribers to my Substack, etc etc so he really takes it apart and and pierre corey is a man who is uh, above reproach period uh read it enjoy it and learn from it he's he's a good one and he's got uh, what was it four four links to you know other medical professionals who yes chimed in with their opinions I you know I, I added a fifth one in I I, rep- I posted the links where he says <clears throat> I want to start off by saying my embarrassment that I have devoted a couple of hours assessing the snake venom hypothesis he's saying that in a sarcastic way like he the, like just what he said there like I wish I could get this two hours back of my life that he feels like he's wasted. 
Uh, he says, similar to many of my colleagues, here, 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 here. Four different reports from other medical professionals that basically went in and examined the snake venom theory. I added another one in and entitled, Is COVID Actually Snake Venom? So there's six, Pierre Corey, four other MDs, and another one. There's six reports right here that go into this and look at the other side of things and say and examine if this is even plausible and again we don't even need it but and it's not like there's not any truth here with dr artis but um we're going to kind of get into that i mean i'm not sure if he's going to read if if he doesn't read this next text i've got about a paragraph to read from dr Corey regarding this but i'm going to see if he if he actually uh recites that in this in the remaining five minutes it was disturbing to have to address such a um baseless um well, so I, I, so was, conjecture. how about homemade yeah it, it was insulting I, you know it, it, you're trying to make progress with with legitimate research and there's somebody uh practically with a bullhorn yeah um you know, shouting about things he can't prove. I, I mean, things that he's just fantastical. Now, and it's rather rings... bold and cavalier of, of him to come forward yeah. with really no proof, nothing but conjecture and, and circumstantial evidence that, that, that totally. you know, if you, if you really look at it, 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 it doesn't make sense. And I can't even imagine the number of public water supply managers or departments that were inundated with phone calls this week Thousands as a result of, of, of this this <laughs> announcement you bet coast to coast every town every little village that has a, a municipal water supply everyone they all got called probably uh now pierre Corey is first take a listen to our program from friday i think it's honest it's uh forthright we don't mince words and it, it says a lot of things that should be said. Then we have a paper that's really important. This is from 2017. And I've, I posted that. I got it from America. It shows how phospholipase A2, snake venom, is native to the human body and naturally elevated during infection and naturally elevated during infection how phospholipase a2 otherwise known as snake venom is native to the human body that means if you get sick you're going to generate a certain amount of venom it's part of your physiology it's there where did you find this paper and tell us a little bit more um, I have to give credit to Dr. Syed Mobin, who gives um, for free medical lectures on YouTube. Um, it was a paper that he dug up to show that this is uh, accepted knowledge in, in, in physiology, that we have a certain level of this enzyme present in our body uh, for various reasons. and it tends But it's an enzyme. To, to call it snake venom is, I don't think, accurate with what Rents was just doing there. It's an enzyme that's, that's, you know, I believe a component, I'm sure, snake venom. It can't just be one enzyme and then also naturally occurs in our body. 
to elevate when we have an infection of some sort because it's uh, an enzyme that will destroy pathogens. Um, so it's not, it's not uncommon to have elevated levels in the case of a SARS-CoV-2 infection. Uh, and then, so it is also a component of, of various snake venoms. Um, it's not the only thing in snake venom. Yeah. No, it's a it's a component. It's a sequence, right, exactly. so to speak. Right. All right. right. We'll just component. Go ahead. And then the other one. I mean, this was supposed to be the smoking gun, the, the proof positive that people are being injected with or drinking snake venom. This, this oh, elevated yeah, turn level on your of tap and, 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 and an eighteen and a half foot king cobra may come out and bite you. I hate when that happens. When you you turn on the tap and an eighteen foot and a half. Of course, I don't think they quite get that big. You, I mean, you think he's thinking more of anacondas and these types of things. But then it comes out of the tap and it bites you. I, I just I hate when that happens. How I many last Tuesday? And I just you know I can't. I just can't shake it. You know. Oh, it, the bottom line, and with regard to this phospholipase A two is. Yes, it has something in common. It, it is common to various snake venoms, but it's also a native protein or enzyme in the human body. And the other one that was supposedly associated with, with snake venoms is this metalloproteinase, which is another enzyme the body uses for various processes, but also to combat microbes, foreign microbes. So that, that should not shock anybody that these levels would be elevated in, in a sick person. Yeah, well, this paper's been out Which for was five. one of Brian Artis's premises that, you know, it's elevated and therefore it's this and that. And he's, uh, uh. Years and, uh, yeah, this is, this is common, common yeah, knowledge in physiology. I, I don't recall any of this being mentioned, and, and I, I did watch, excuse the pun, I watched Watch the Water. Right. We did. Which was the, the name of this presentation that dr artist did who again is yoked up with all these new age doctors i talked about last week and Stu peters did it was very serious it was very somber again we, we gave you the red flags, some of the red flags on Stu peters last week and you know it's just uh it, a lot of red flags and uh i didn't see this in there did you no, I believe this was in one of the follow-up interviews with Mike Adams, or I think there's been several. Yes, right. there has. There's been, uh, yeah, been, this... I mean, these these names were thrown around uh, just out of context. Uh, you know, if you really sat down and look at why are these enzymes present, if you had the knowledge of the physiology, then you wouldn't be making these, you know, wild speculations that they're coming from snake venom. I mean, this guy is not somebody that specializes in this. He's... He's way out of his league. He's, he's, he needs to stay in his lane. And he's coming out saying God's directing him to do this. And when, whenever I start hearing that, I, I'm kind of red flag. I, I personally, Dr. Ars creeps me out. He just does. I, I don't, there's something inherently about the guy I do not trust. And I'm just telling you, that's my gut feeling on the guy. I've never been wild about him. I really think there's a spirit of pride there. That's, and I, you could say, well, judge not lest ye be judged. Well, the Bible says he was spiritual, judgeth all things. I'm just telling you how I feel about the guy. That's my gut feeling, um, you know, about him. Uh, and that, that's been before 
this even happened. I, I've just had red flags when I see this guy speak. I just see such pride, such cockiness when he speaks. I don't see humility. And when that happens, pride enters in. And when pride enters in, you start going down rabbit trails. Or, I mean, God forbid he's actually paid disinformation. Which, at, at this point, nothing would surprise me. Nothing. You know, if I'm wrong, God forgive me. I, I, I'm just saying, that's. I'm just telling my listeners, that's how I've thought about this guy. And I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one of my listeners that feels that way. Now, the thing that they didn't cover from this Pierre Corey, MD, MPA, on his report he wrote on snake venom, I'm going to just read you a paragraph here that they didn't get into. And this is from this MD. He says, now let's transition to the main theory he, meaning Dr. Artis, espouses that SARS-CoV-2 largely acts as snake venom and that remdesivir is also made from snake venom. As to the first part of the theory, there is a bit of truth there because there is indeed a short sequence of RNA coding for amino acids that make up a part of the receptor binding domain or the RBD portion of the spike protein that is identical to snake venom. The problem with calling COVID-19, I guess the COVID-19 snake venom, uh, this protein sequence is just a small part of one protein of the 29 made from the SARS-CoV-2 when it replicates. So it's a small part, but it would be like, okay, I've used this analogy before. It would be like taking a steering wheel off a Cadillac and calling it a Cadillac. It's not a Cadillac, but it's part of a Cadillac. No, it's a Cadillac, Brian Artis. Nope, it's a Cadillac. No, it's snake venom. Well, it's a component, but it's not the whole enchilada it's it's a small protein a small part of one protein of the 29 made by the SARS-CoV-2 when it replicates this does not mean the virus came from a snake but it does have a little snake venom protein in it and i guess he just i don't know just ran with this theory why is it uh, why is it in there? Who knows? This is the this is this Pierre Corey, this MD speaking. He says, I suppose I can ask Fauci or Barrick or Dasik or the Chinese military. Oh, I'm sure it's in there for a totally nefarious, evil, wicked purpose. Of course. Um, I suppose I could ask one of them the next time I run into one of them. Starting from here, though, I am getting worried about where this is going. In summary, unfortunately, or fortunately, this is all the time I can devote to this above ranting of a truth partial truths and irrelevancies littered with blatant untruths inaccuracies and ignorances now this he's referring to dr artist and again there's five other reports four from his colleagues and uh, is this last one that i posted let me just see who that's from that's from uh okay i'm not sure who this is but anyway it's another one that's just report after report after report Again, there's not only his, I give you the link to his, because I just posted a tiny part. They only read a tiny part. Okay, I don't want to, again, that interview you were listening to, that goes on to the hour mark. I mean, there's a lot more there if you want to sit down and unpackage it. There's four more 
reports from other medical professionals that are debunking this. And then there's one I posted, is COVID actually snake venom? So there's six different witnesses there regarding this. And then there's a seventh, which I post, uh, which is the problem with bad research. Commenting on Dr. Brian Artis's interview with Stu Peters. This is from a guy, uh, I believe an MD named Patrick Wood. Okay, so I'll let uh, this uh, doctor speak. He says, for over 45 years, I've had to deal with false with the false label of creating or promoting conspiracy theories. When such accusations were made, it usually came in the context of someone else's abuse of logic or just plain fantastical storytelling. Such speculations are the bane of legitimate research and discussion. And they do great harm to, to the effort of discovering the truth of a matter. Thus, the recent mega viral spread of, of the initial interview with Brian Artis by Stu Peters requires my response. Note to all, I pointedly reject and do not agree with, nor will I endorse their conclusions or methodologies used at arriving at those conclusions. So he's saying this right up front. He's not. This is the seventh witness we're looking at, who are, you know, basically medical professionals here. Uh, and Brian Artis is—he's a chiropractor like me. And I, although I think I have a little bit better grip and understanding of this type of subject because I've specialized in clinical nutrition for about thirty years. You know, his supplement line that he has on his website, I am not impressed with, guys. I'm sorry, I am not impressed with it. It's just the typical low-grade stuff you typically see sold. There's no differentiation between whole food or at least having it in some type of enzymatic food base. The supplements that he's selling, so I'm not impressed or advocating them. Um, anyway, um, he says... Again, I'll read that again. I pointedly reject, do not agree with, nor will I endorse their, their his basically Dr. Artis's conclusions or methodologies used at arriving his, at his conclusions. Most importantly, I encourage everyone to use discernment and common sense when addressing these things. By now, you have most likely already viewed the video in question, Watch the Water. There's a link to it here he even gives you. Here are my thoughts. Now, granted, this is a very abbreviated version of the thoughts here. Um, because I don't want to, I don't want to devote a ton of time to this. It, he says, is it snake venom that is killing everyone? Okay. This doctor says, no, even though artist flatly states that the virus is a venom, I quote, I am convinced that COVID is not a resp, excuse me. I'm not, I am convinced that COVID is not a respiratory virus, but snake venom poisoning. That's a direct quote from Dr. Artis. Okay. I am convinced that COVID is not a respiratory virus, but snake venom poisoning. Okay. Competent experts, see below for a couple of links, have already weighed in on this, and we must let them voice their opinions. Um, it might be some of the same links that I referenced above. Even if some external genetic venom-derived sequence was used to create an end product, it does not turn the end product into snake venom. Remember, it's a there's a component of it from an enzymatic standpoint, yes, but it's like, again, it's like calling the steering wheel off a Cadillac a Cadillac. It's just part of it. Then he goes on to ask the question, is snake venom being distributed in the water? Um, this, the MD says no, even though artist flatly states that it is. 
He states that he got this idea from the TV series called The Blacklist, Season 4, Episode 5, where Red, the guy character Red, drinks wine laced with a peptide taken from snake venom. And I even saw the... They even played the clip in the artist's interview. This is pure nonsense and gross speculation. Yeah, wild speculation. So we see... So because Brian Artis sees this... One day, by chance, he's like, oh, this is God telling me this. Let's let's say he's being honest and he's not just disinformation or not being put there to discredit the whole movement. you got to be real careful when you're dealing with something like this and you say God is telling you to do it. Because I saw Blacklist, Season 4, Episode 5, Red Drinks Wine Lace with Peptide Taken from Snake Venom. Oh, this confirms my theory which is basically one of the proofs that he's using to convince you that this is snake venom <sighs> okay then is snake venom being put in the water by government agents no even though he pointedly states that the cdc is using subcontractors to poison the water systems throughout america now they are they're putting chlorine and fluoride and all kind of garbage in there but do you realize they would have to be doing this kind of like worldwide? Okay. He substantiates this because COVID testing sites have been have been set up to find the virus in sewage. This is true because of the viral shedding of COVID-19 into the sewage systems via the urine and the feces of the infected populations. And yeah, that's why it's in the sewage systems. Because of the viral shedding, feces and urine. I, I've talked about that for over two years. That doesn't mean there's snake venom. Um, that they're dumping snake venom into the municipal water systems. That's from the people that have contracted COVID-19 and are viral shedding it into the water systems, primarily via urine and feces. Which, I mean, we talked about that from the very inception of when it broke out in Wuhan, that you could be in a bathroom and if somebody urinated in that, toilet flushes and it swirls it could be kicking up viral particles into the air and that could be a way of spreading and that's been over almost 2.5 years since covid is a global issue does the cdc have agents throughout the world poisoning all the water at the same time it's not even plausible and i agree i mean they're already poisoning the water but you know this is a whole other level and it's not even necessary does god communicate with you by reading fortune cookies doctor says after reading a fortune cookie while eating at a chinese restaurant dr artist flatly states quote i knew that god was telling me you can't give up and you have to tell the world so now god is communicating to evidently the body of christ through fortune cookies okay well let's look at the fortune cookies let's just look at that subject i've never done a study on this but let's examine the words fortune and luck now i'm going to go off kind of go off here off on a little tangent here but i'm kind of using this to dramatize the point examining the words fortune and luck and the pagan deities associated with them plus what about fortune cookies divination and astrology from a website devoted to a biblically for the biblically forbidden practice of astrology we read this is straight from this um 
new age astrological website. They say a fortune cookie is a small, hard, hollow cookie that usually has a slip of paper with the saying printed on the inside. These cookies certainly are appropriate for looking at the course of a single day. The slip of paper will have a fortune. This is a form of divination. Now, this is what this New Age astrological site is flat out stating. They're not saying there's no validity with these things. They're saying that fortune cookies are a form of divination. It'd just be like reading tea leaves or tarot cards and this, you know, type of thing. All of this is biblically forbidden. And because the commercial nature, perhaps a little less accurate than some, now this is, again, that was from the, the New Age site. The history behind the concept of the fortune cookie is not at all clear, but it is a form of divination. That being said, it is believed that the fortune cookie originated in historic China, and that era was believed to have been a royal game available only to the members of a royal family. Okay, and there's the link to that where I got that information. Now, Deuteronomy 18.10 says, There shall not be found among you, any among you, that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire. That's child sacrifice. What's the next thing that it says in Deuteronomy 18? And this is, again, Deuteronomy 18 is the test of a prophet, too. <laughs> Let me just read this in the, in the full thing. There shall not be found any among you that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire, meaning sacrificing your son or daughter into um, child sacrifice through uh, burning them alive. And then what's the next thing? Or that useth, useth divination or an observer of times or an enchanter or a witch. These are all kind of wrapped together now i'm not going to say that uses divination is as bad as making your son or your daughter pass the fire but it is the second thing mentioned after it or that uses divination well it says that this is a form of divination fortune cookies or an observer of times which would be like astrology like oh i read my horoscope i don't tell anybody to read your horoscope that's divination and i've done whole studies on this just key in witchcraft witchcraft practices biblically defined i'm pretty sure that was the exact name i've done a ton of but if you just keep in witchcraft you'll find that study and a whole lot more again we're destroyed for lack of knowledge you know i'm not like coming down at anybody if they do any of these things but i'm saying you shouldn't be doing them if you're a christian you, you you're bringing a curse on yourself or at bare minimum hindering your prayers and these are things that are forbidden and these are things that are, are still forbidden today Okay, this doesn't change because we're in the New Testament, okay? Um, or an enchanter or a witch. These are all, you know, witchcraft. And then we, we look at 2 Kings 17, 17. And they caused their sons and daughters to pass through the fire and used divination and enchantments and sold themselves to do evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. So these things provoke God to anger. Jeremiah 14, 14. Then the Lord said unto me, The prophets prophesy lies in my name. I sent them not, neither have I commanded them, neither spake unto them, which is the norm now for all these 
supposed Christian televangelist prophets in particular that go around giving all these words of knowledge and telling us that Trump is a mighty man of God and he's going to get in for a second term and he's God's man for this mighty hour, which is all total lies straight from the pit of hell, like TBN will tell you and all their false prophets, even though that all proved to be false. Oh, wow. Then they're all false prophets in the Old Testament. You take them out and stone them. But in today's new world, and it's no big deal, just you know, brush yourself off and keep telling lies. It's no big deal. It is to God, though. Anyway, uh, neither I spake unto them, they prophesy in you a false vision and divination. And a thing of naught, meaning a thing that is not true, a lie, which was all the talk about Trump, and that's just one example. And the deceit of their heart. Because the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. And they're not hearing from God, obviously. So divination is not something we should mess around with. I don't mess around with fortune cookies um, at all. Okay. So fortune. What is the word fortune? Okay. It means chance, luck, as a force of human affairs. After the Roman goddess Fortuna. This is where we get the word fortune and fortune cookie. After the Roman goddess Fortuna, goddess of fortune and personification of luck. She might bring good or bad luck. She could be represented as veiled and blind as in modern depictions of Lady Justice or Lady Liberty. That's all pagan. Except that Fortuna, Fortuna does not hold a balance. She actually holds a large tuna, like tuna fish. Teasing, teasing little little uh, fortuitous humor there <laughs> sorry anyway um so fortuna does not hold a balance fortuna came to represent life's capriciousness meaning impulsive or unpredictable because those devils and demons they're unpredictable you never know what like fallen angels demons and devils are gonna do she was also the goddess of fate Many polytheistic religions have specific gods or goddesses that are associated with both luck, both good and bad, including Fortuna and Felicitas. And in the ancient Roman religion, the former related to the words fortunate, which is where we get the word Fortuna, fortunate, fortune, or unfortunate uh, in English. And then... Um, the god god done in the nubian religion and the second luck seven lucky gods in japanese mythology and the inauspicious alkashimi in hinduism so there's all kind of pagan devil gods that they worship regarding the whole thing of luck and fortune and these types of things but fortuna was the this is where we get the word fortune out from she was the roman goddess of fortune and personification of luck okay so we have that then like i did a teaching on uh 10 14 of uh 2012 part two and one in the table of contents one of the subjects i covered was obama's lucky charms which is what he carries in his pocket a hindu god in his pocket a masonic emblem and a ring that states there is no god except allah and there's been close-ups of that ring going all the way back when he was like it was Occidental or Harvard or whatever. Anyway, um, I'll give you a link to that study if you want to avail yourself. And so now we're 
um, we're going back to this report, okay, from this doctor. He says, there's no doubt that God can direct through circumstances, but in this subtle way, artist implies that since his fortune cookie message is from God, you should listen to him and believe it. How many times have I just in passing, like seen some person on some televangelist show in times past and they say oh god spoke to me as soon as i hear that red flags come up because that means if god's speaking to you it should be as sure as what the bible says and whatever he's speaking to you shouldn't lead me away from god and it should always be right 100 according to deuteronomy 13 and deuteronomy 18 got to get it right 100 percent of the time all the time and it can't lead you away from god well Whenever I hear that and then I look at the track record of these supposed prophets, I just haven't ever seen one yet that gets it right even part of the time. I mean, even fortune tellers do that. Not to say there's not such a thing as demonic insight to a certain extent. But in today's day and age, you know, I, I just don't know of any. I just don't, I'm not saying they don't exist. And I'm not saying God couldn't do that. But in the most deceptive time the world has ever known, you would want, you would think, you would want to be on guard against false prophecies. And Jesus said in Matthew 24 that the first thing he said is, be not deceived. And many will come, you know, in my name and, you know, there will be false prophets and, false you know everything and if it were possible they should deceive the very elect and that's kind of the norm so just be careful whenever you hear this type of thing and when i hear god's directing somebody from a fortune cookie i the red flags really go up <laughs> and in conjunction with everything all the other red flags regarding this thing with dr artists you know i i hope you can see why i felt i had to do this report in conclusion, since artist chooses to make a spiritual issue out of the snake venom theory, we should should we blindly accept his personal experiences as justification, which are not clearly verifiable or in and of themselves even biblical? According to the Bible, communication with God comes through prayer, reading his word, and hearing from the Holy Spirit. There are several warnings um, to reject myths. Yeah. In conclusion... The methodology of research is as important as the research itself. There are undoubtedly a few nuggets of truth in what artist has to say, but those golden morsels are forever tainted by speculative conjectures that are too easily debunked by critics, by those that are much more qualified to look at this from a technical standpoint and don't have these blinders on with this mentality of, I've got this covid snake venom hammer and everything what looks like a nail because that's going to verify that everything's snake venom the analogy i used earlier in the end the baby gets thrown out with the bathwater, and then there's another two and then there y'all oh, there's these are the other two reports he talked about dr james lyons wheeler uh which is entitled about those venom proteins and then there's another one watch the water with a grain of salt because snake venom is not the problem dr merrill nas now there's potentially and i don't know if there's any overlap here there's potentially i believe nine different medical witnesses that saw gigantic red flags with this 
I presented you some other red flags as well. It's not that there's not any truth, but I really believe that, you know, this is um, pretty easily debunked and that he's kind of off in left field chasing fly balls with this whole thing. And I think if you look at what I just said in the evidence we've actually presented, and again, I didn't even get into all the nuts and bolts I, I could take. I mean, if I broke down all these nine different medical doctors, or it's, it's, it's probably anywhere from seven to nine. I don't know if there's any overlap and I didn't check them all, but you know, I, I could probably do a five part study just on that alone. And I'm not, I don't want to devote that kind of time to this. Uh, anyway, that's all I have for uh, the study today. Uh, God bless you and Lord willing, we will see you in the next audio.